Kingdom, a wrestling podcast about nothing. We've got the man representing the Kilanova culture, breakout independent star, and somewhere you're going to be hearing a lot more from in the future, Brian Fury trainee, Christian Casanova is here. It's all my idea, Michael. It was all you? All me, baby. Plus, your promo about nothing is coming up and so much more. But first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 177, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And you know the drill. Not joining me as always. He's a he's a veteran of the New England Independent Wars. Contract Green Wrestler. Restaurant Edition. I want to have the bouncers. Brother Brian Malone. It's not blah, here. Blah 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 blah. Who no. at this point? Who? Yes, exactly. Instead, of course, we have joining us. The permanent guest host of the wrestling podcast about nothing, the owner and operator of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, where we sit right now. He is the owner, operator, booker, general man about town for chaotic wrestling. He is the firebrand Brian Fury once again. Hello. Hey, Michael. How are you? Good. It's a very comfortable looking shirt you're wearing. (laughs) Thanks. That neck is stretched way out. (laughs) At least it's on a V-neck. That's true. That, that would have been uh, shown a little too much. It's a capital U neck. <laughs> well, Brian, I like we're seeing each other more than we have in years, aren't we? It's been a while. I like it. You know, it's like the runs through the old days. Get together once a week, watch some wrestling. Oh, he needs a Subway sandwich. Yeah, beautiful. All right, well. Uh, Zerd. What? Zerd. <laughs> okay, let's not get into that. <laughs> um, Brian Malonis was uh, boasting all year long, well, the beginning of the part of the year, that he was wrestling at MSG, Madison Square Garden. Yep. So his good friend decided, let's one-up the kingpin. <laughs> I think he two-upped the kingpin. <laughs> he, like, 32-upped the kingpin. <laughs> uh, so, yes, last Monday on Raw, Ivar of the Viking Raiders not only wrestled at Madison Square Garden, he main evented Madison Square Garden. Not only did he main event at Madison Square Garden, he ended up in the ring for a beer bash with Stone Cold Steve Austin, the number one, I will, I will say it, the number one wrestling talent of all time. How absolutely insane is that? Just Especially since he doesn't drink. Well, yeah. Well, him <laughs> and his partner, Ray, if you watch the clips, for those of you that don't know, neither one of them drink. They just like pour the beer out or kind of like on them uh, rather than drink any of it. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, amazing to see. Obviously, I didn't quite see it live, but I saw videos after the fact. Brian Fury. You watched wrestling the way you always do, in gift form. <laughs> yes. That's uh, very convenient these days. But what, what, are, your, what are your feelings? What the, what's going on with Ivar? Well, I mean, the whole night was pretty awesome. Obviously, they've been kind of pushed as heels since they've been on the main roster. Which is crazy, because they were baby faces the entire way through NXT. They come up to the main roster, all of a sudden, heels. Right, but... There is a big disconnect between the main roster and NXT. Not yeah. as many... It might change now that NXT's on USA, but... Not as many people watch NXT that watch the main roster. So that being said, you can kind of repackage people. Uh, you can kind of change them a little bit. 
them being heels was uh, pretty wild, but obviously MSG, this was the big turn. I think they are going to be big-time babyfaces going forward. Them two and Cedric kind of getting the rub from two of the top babyfaces as well as Stone Cold Steve Austin, like the top babyface of all time, and MSG. It was, you know, pretty amazing moment. It, it was something else, and uh, more to come, I'm sure, for... Ivar and the Viking Raiders. It's kind of hard when you start like the top of the mountain like that. Like there's nowhere to really go except for down unless they somehow have a really primo spot like at WrestleMania. Yeah, and it's kind of funny that Brian Malonis also doing the beer gimmick, and Ivar is drinking beers with Stone Cold. <laughs> a little bit of one-upsmanship there from the, our old pals. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> Brian Malonis would have loved to have shared a beer with his friend uh, Hanson, a.k.a. Ivar, but uh, Stone Cold got him first. Order your uh, beer, 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 more beer Viking Raiders shirt. (laughs) Coming soon (laughs) to BrianMalonis.com. Actually, Ivar gave it a plug on Twitter this past week, uh, the beer, beer, beer shirt on BrianMalonis.com. And what the hell? I'm feeling charitable. I'll give Malonis his plug for his uh, T-shirts over there on his personal website, BrianMalonis.com, the beer, beer, beer shirt, his logo shirts, all that stuff over there. And, of course, the centerpiece of the website is the WPAN Curtain Jerker shirt. That's all at BrianMalonis.com. And how about our website, the WPAN.com? That is the WPAN.com. You can take a little ownership of that website now. Brian Fury, you might as well. Yeah, what the hell? We're going to have to make some adjustments. We'll get the webmaster on it. Yeah. Hopefully it's not the same. No, it's not the same webmaster that you have. Right, no. Somebody much more competent, I'm sure. So the WPAN.com, you can find uh, all the ways to subscribe to our fine podcast here, all the different podcast outlets, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the uh, places you get podcasts. You can find us and social media links, basically at the WPAN on all social media platforms. So find us, follow us, and interact with us. And bios and photos i think brian is he went away because he didn't want to put the nudes up yeah he didn't he, want to be uh risque if you will yeah he 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 got cold feet he's a little pee shy i guess brian malone shy yeah oh all right <laughs> pee pee shy <laughs> oh okay right. now we're talking so uh the wpan.com and when you go to that website uh there are many ways to get there there are and uh, we used to be a part of BDA Radio, and BDARadio.com had a lot of photos of various women mm-hmm. in various stages of undress, uh-uh. MMA fighters, yeah. models, uh, bikini people. Buxom. Mm. So once BDARadio.com went away, they redirected to our website. So these old links are kind of... Uh, Cached, C-A-C-H-E-D, on the internet. So when they click on the link, instead it brings them to our website and they're severely disappointed. <laughs> so some of the search terms, I can go in the back end of the website and see what people put in the search, like on Google, that brought them to our website. And I'm going to give you one right here. All right, ready. Sexy photos of Melanie Pavola. Uh, Pavola? P-A-V-O-L-A, yeah. Sexy photos... Of Melanie Pavola. Have you ever written in on a search bar sexy photos? I No. No, I have not. Um, let's see. The first thing that pops up is regretfulmorning.com. 40 ridiculously hot Instagram pics of Melanie Pavola. Let me hit the images here, see what we got. Oh, all right. Sexy photos? Look at that. All right. All right. 
little bum. You feel a little better uh, this week? You don't have your wife sitting in your lap yeah, as yeah, you're recording? Yeah, she's not directly <laughs> looking over my shoulder. I can freely search the web. Uh, all right, a little ink on this w- woman, too. All right. All right, that's up your alley. Okay. All right, good. so sexy photos. I mean, we've talked about this. That's pretty standard, When you want to see photos of women, you put their name, you put nude after, right? Yeah, exactly. That's not the way it goes over here on the WPAN.com. People are very specific. Speaking of specific, oh. listen to this one. Andrea Lee, leg picks. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping this is not like an amputee or something like that. Right, yeah. Like the bottom half of the uh, woman on uh, Beetlejuice who you're sitting next to. Legs on one side, upper half on the other. <laughs> Andrea Lee, leg picks. Oh, all right. Well, let's see. It looks like... She got legs. She know how to use well, them. Well, she's looks like a kickboxer, I assume. So there are various pictures of like her legs outstretched in kicks. Okay. Oh, all right. Some heels there. Legs look nice there. <laughs> yeah, she's a fighter. So you approve for legs? Yeah, I'm all for it. You don't really get a lot of leg picks when you put leg picks in, though. It was like two that we saw. I mean, they came to our website and they probably didn't get what they were looking for, but there are existing leg picks and i'm sure someone eventually was satisfied with their andrea lee leg picks here's another search term someone put in to a uh, search engine that brought them to our fine website spanking wait what just spanking (laughs) now how do you feel about putting that one on your phone i just you know i don't really (laughs) even need to right what the hell what would come up I don't understand. Uh, I mean, like, I understand, like, that's a fetish. People enjoy it. But if that's all you put in, yeah, you're just going to get pictures of people spanking kids. <laughs> then that's- Look, that's just weird. Like, all black and white pictures of old timey. <laughs> oh, God. Like, punishments. Like, people in school are different things. Like, I sure hope that's not what people were looking for when they put this in on the search bar. How deep would you have to go in this to find the link to BDA Radio? I don't know. What the hell is this? Walmart.com. Jenny gets her first spanking, and it's like... (laughs) That can't be the the Walmart. It's out of stock. $2.99, whatever it is. That's perverse. (laughs) Wow. Maybe maybe someone was just looking for a website that talks about the argument between, like, you know, should you spank a kid or not spank a kid? Maybe that's what what they were looking for. Right. We always like to look, you know, not always think dirty on these we try to see what these people are actually thinking okay here's the next search term black pantyhose what is it yeah they spelt it black they put panty p-a-n-y-y hose <laughs> panty pantyhose black pantyhose I, I don't know why and I don't know why they ended up on our fine corner of the web wow well I mean Without clicking images, first thing up there is Pornhub. Second thing up there is Walmart. Third thing up there is X Hamster. <laughs> so, X Hamster. I'm not sure that's. I don't think that's a uh, pet store, right? No. Okay. No. Again, so now we look at the images. Maybe you know Halloween time is coming. We've talked about this before. Maybe they just need a little something to finish off their uh, costume. Okay, I'm glad you continued on the sentence and didn't stop and finish off. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know. I'm not talking uh, Tony Atlas here. (laughs) All right. So finally, finally, the final search term we'll talk about this week that brought people to our website, the WPAN.com, 
Seductive, mature women. Oh. Now, we've talked recently, actually in this room, about old lady biceps. That was a search term that brought people to our website. Now we're going to seductive, mature women. And Brian, the look on your face uh, says it all. Some of these pictures are not what I was expecting, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're not as mature as I had suspected. That one isn't? (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Seductive, mature women. Um, There's someone for everybody, right? Everybody's got something. Right. Oh, Jesus Christ, (laughs) Brian. Put that away. (laughs) Seductive, mature women. Uh, That one was mature, all right. It sure was. Uh, My goodness gracious. Uh, So people came to our website, were severely disappointed, and I'm happy that the person who searched seductive, mature women was disappointed in our website, thewpan.com. All right, Brian, it's time to get our guest in here now. Very special guest here on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. All right, he is a former chaotic wrestling, just about everything, right? He's a former tag team champion, New England champion, current chaotic wrestling heavyweight champion. Two time. Two time. Two heavy, times. Two times. And he is a founding member of Killanova Inc. Yeah. He is Christian Casanova. Hello, sir. What's up, guys? Good to have you here. Good to be here. So we're here in the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, where you got your start in pro wrestling, right? Yes. How long ago was that, Christian? Five years ago. Five years. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. That's it? I'm a senior. Just <laughs> 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 about. 50-year senior. I stayed back freshman year. <laughs> uh, so who was in your class at the school? Like, who, who, are you, who do you consider, like, your fellow students? Right. Um, Brick Mastone. Okay. Um, Kevin Koo. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's doing big things. He's, he is. Um, Craig Tino. Yeah. Fragile Frankie. Fragile Frankie. Johnny Craig. Um, Royce Bishop. Yep. Um, Marcos. He was here for a little while. I don't think he ever had a, I think he might have had one or two matches. Right. Yeah. Um, honorable mention, because he was my boy. And then it was like Mikey Webb, Die Jack, Davey. Was Flip Gordon around yet? I mean, yeah. Flip, he came Flip just came. Flip yeah. just came. Um, so, I mean, but those are like the guys that were in the beginner ring with me moving on into the advanced ring. So, uh, Brian Fury, when this kid walked in the door, what'd you think? I mean, he first of all, he got a really good nickname from Warbeard. Uh, that's, that's standard Ivar. Yes. Gives the kids the uh, very complimentary, usually, nicknames. Carjacker. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I didn't know what it was. I thought it was, I'm thinking, what the heck's wrong with this guy? Like, <laughs> didn't go on for days. Typical Todd. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought he was a he was a good kid. You know, he came in, he worked hard, he, he wanted to do this, and he was here every class and came in, put time in early. He, he looked the part. You know, he's, he's put some weight on since then, but he always was in shape and, and looked good, and I was very excited to have him as part of the class. So what brought you here, Christian? Uh, you always a wrestling fan? Yeah, always a wrestling fan. Um, funny story, one of my buddies had told me about like a fantasy camp that they were doing here maybe about six months before it happened. And he said, hey, like you can go try out and like a one-day thing. I was like, no, no way. And I wasn't really into wrestling again at that point. You know, I just graduated high school. I was kind of, you know, more into girls and, and making money working and stuff. So he pretty much was like, let's, let's get ready for it. Let's do it. Let's sign up. I remember working really hard in the gym to get ready for it because I didn't know what to expect. And then he ended up bailing on me. And ended up finding one of my other buddies to do it with me. And then, I mean, he only did the one, you know, the fantasy camp. Yeah. And then I just came. And I, once I came, I never stopped. 
I remember Johnny Vegas told me, for some reason it still sticks with me, he goes, um, oh yeah, like you got potential. And he might have just said that to everybody or what, I don't know. <laughs> but I remember it like stuck to me. Like I was like, wow, he said I have potential. I was like, I'm going to do this because he said I have potential. Otherwise, I probably might have not signed up. Not Johnny Vegas. Give him a little Yeah, give him bump. a bonus. Now, he's yeah. one of those guys like he, you know, we, we all watch who's here and the people that actually do look like they could, you know, go far and, and put in efforts and and really make something of themselves. We you know we try to make sure that they if there's something that they want to do, like yeah, let them know. Like there's a possibility you could do a lot in this business. I mean, it's one of those things, especially in this day and age. Now you never know how far you can or can't go unless you actually put some effort in and try. So uh, you're coming to class. How long did it take for you to get on a show? Not even a Chaotic Wrestling show on any show. Did you start in Chaotic Wrestling? Was that your first match? or uh, No. So I went, I was about six and a half months, seven months in. Uh, I went down to Pennsylvania, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, Samu has WXW yep. with DiJack. We went to a seminar and I wasn't even match ready. I didn't have gear or anything. Um, but I went down with DiJack and uh, we did the seminar part. And then they were coming around picking people for the uh, Battle Royal and like a spot on the show. And I remember... He was like, yeah, you can do it. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, I asked Dijak, I'm like, do I need to ask Fury? Like, am I ready? Like, he's like, yeah, just do it. You say you can do it, just do it. And I was like, okay. So I put on these, remember those black joggers that he said? Yep. <laughs> those little swishy pants. <laughs> <laughs> I put on these little swishy pants. And um, I don't even think I had wrist tape or anything. I might have had some elbow pads. And uh, I did a little battle royal. And Dijak was like, stay with me. We stayed in this little corner. I was so excited. I was like, wow, wow, man, I'm ready to go. Like, they can't stop me. <laughs> I was way smaller then, too, like tiny. I was 19. And uh, were you Christian Casanova that night? I was Christian Casanova the day of the fantasy camp. Really? Because <laughs> I, know, I know Tarzan was not very fond of that name. Y you heard about that? Yeah. Well, did Tarzan say something to you about it? First time for the Battle Royal for Chaotic, he goes, oh, it's a terrible name. We're changing it. <laughs> <laughs> and you never wavered? You just stuck with it? You liked it? I mean, I didn't have an idea for another name at the yeah. time. I think it's fine. Christian Casanova is a fine name. It works. I think I it's made good. it work, yeah. Yeah. Well, the gimmick. Uh, I don't know if you started with, oh, with the... Oh, uh, the gimmick. <laughs> I don't know if you started with the uh, Michael Jackson thing. Did you? Yeah. That was it from the very beginning? I think it kind of came to light at the school while he was here. It did, yeah. yeah and then he became the thriller of New England, Christian yes. Casanova, and he was very Michael Jackson-based. Yeah. And you had the hat. Yeah. And do you have a glove? Yeah. You had the glove, the <laughs> jacket. Red jacket. The whole thing. Now, how did this come about? I just remember being in class, and it was very, you know, find a character. You know, who are you? What are you? Like, what do you, you know, you can't just be a guy. So I remember, you know, I always loved Michael Jackson. And how I can you not? Yeah, how could you not, right? right. He's um, your favorite ever, right, Brian Fury? He's the greatest entertainer of all time, correct. Goat. So, yeah, so I mean, I remember that being the first thing that, you know, I was like, I like Michael Jackson. So, okay, so we'll do something Michael Jackson. I think I might have done like a moonwalk or like a little spin, something stupid. And I just kind of stuck with it, and it was my like in, you know, I was just like, all right. He well, stuck with it, all right. I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. Got you me said far. like uh, maybe a couple years too long. <laughs> a couple years saying? too long. Yeah. Like I've said from the beginning, like, that type of thing and character was great for him to get out there some and start to feel comfortable in front of the crowds doing something. Yeah. But after a certain period of time, like you you weren't gonna go far with that. You needed to change and evolve and now that you're out there and you're comfortable, you gotta drop it and move on. Gotta drop it and move on. I told him forever. Not a made event gimmick. Right. It, it's it, not it an e thing. Be. 
And then he went to a Ring of Honor camp. And what happened down there, Christian? So at some point they do a, are you TV ready or are you not TV ready? And mm-hmm. they had said to me, they said, I'll never put that gimmick on TV. And that kind of was like, well, you know, I was like, shit, there's my way. Like, damn, that was, you know, this was my way in <laughs> at the time. Um, and I wasn't really fully, I was committing, but, I, you know, it was a little play gimmick. It wasn't serious. I wanted to be taken serious, so. Yeah. I mean, that was your end to chaotic wrestling in my book because Barely. it was a Halloween battle royal. Halloween show, so everyone's coming in costume and stuff like that. I think the opening match that night was Tommaso Ciampa as Batman versus Julian Starr as Robin. Oh, I remember that. Yep. <laughs> that was the match. And there was a battle royal, and you know people would come in costume and stuff like that. And I remember I had this genius. It hit me like a flash, Brian Fury. I had this genius idea. I know that Christian did the Michael Jackson thing. I said, okay. He's going to be in this battle royal. Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> yep. There's going to be a point in the match where everyone's down except for him. And what's going to happen? The music's going to kick in, right, Brian Fury? Thriller. Yep. The music's going to kick in, and he is going to do the Thriller dance. And maybe a couple of the guys that are down will pop up. I think ended up being like just Psycho that popped <laughs> up and did the dance with him. Yep. And I and I and it was like a couple days before the show, and I somehow, I think I contacted Christian. It was like, yeah, Watch this video. I sent him like the YouTube link of Thriller, as though and, he had never seen it before, sure. <laughs> and be able to do this dance because it's going to be a big spot in the battle royal. And come to find out, he ain't much of a dancer. This Christian <laughs> Casanova. <laughs> it was so cringy. Like that whole first year of me doing that gimmick was so cringy. But do you remember how it ended? No. How did it end? I I don't know. I did the the deal. I turned around and then Todd Spin kicked my head off. <laughs> Okay, that's brilliant. That's a, that's a perfect way to end it. Yep. But yeah, he didn't wasn't much of a Michael Jackson, more of a like a Latoya Jackson in terms of dancing. But, uh, I can see that. I can see Attitude that. Attitude with Janet, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of that was evidenced uh, when Christian and I teamed together one time at a Lucky Pro show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I was just still just Brian Fury, and then he was crit Thriller, blah, blah, blah. And I decided to take his hat. You know how it, how it is. I put somebody else's gear on, but I then took his hat and then did his gimmick better than he could. <laughs> <laughs> did a moonwalk. Did, you know, stood on my toes. Great. All that stuff. <laughs> that whole deal. Oh yeah, a little bit of everything. Every single match, everybody wanted to start with the dance off. So I was getting kind of sick of that. You know. So it took the ROH camp for you to finally put your foot down and say, "Nope, no, no, nope. oh, another nah. like year and a half." Like after day one of the Ring of Honor camp, Jay Lethal texted me and he was like, "Is that uh, Michael Jackson get yours?" And I was like, "Yep, he needs to lose the gimmick." I go, "I know, I've been telling him for about you know five six months now." Then Lethal said something to him there, and then another like we're year boys and now. Half. <laughs> we're boys now. Yeah, good. And then like another year and a half, two years later, or whatever, he finally shed it. What did it take, Christian, for you to finally give up on it? I needed to turn heel. Like, I just didn't know who I was as a babyface. It's hard to get people to like you just being whoever. You know what I mean? I couldn't just be Christian Casanova. I didn't even know who I was at 20, 21. You know, so it took them, you know, chaotic saying, hey, we're going to trust you as a heel. And we're going to, you know, put you in this, I guess, storyline and, you know, take it from here. And once I did that, I just was able to feel a bit more comfortable in, you know, myself. Was pairing you with Triple H just part of that? 
Yeah, I mean, no matter what, I was going to kind of go the route I was going because I was with Belmont before I was with Tripalicious. Okay. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yep. so it was a little bit with Belmont, and then we brought Tripalicious in. So I already kind of knew where I wanted to go, but having Trips kind of gave me that confidence as a heel because I knew no matter what, I was going to get booed because Tripalicious is so good at being a heel. Yeah, because he he was a like he's like a long time veteran. Uh, South Shore, he was uh, doing a lot of stuff in uh, Rhode Island. Yep. He hadn't been around this area all too much. No, I mean, he worked much. for NECW. Yeah, and he he'd actually been kind of starting to tail off a little bit himself. And then he yeah. was kind of wanting to reinvigorate his career. And uh, I know when they brought him in, he was one of those guys that was willing to do anything no matter what it was, no matter how small or big of a role it was. He just wanted to take anything. And he knew what his role was being with Christian, being the manager and a little bit of a mouthpiece. And, you know, I think the two of them worked very well together and the act kind of took off. He looked like somebody because he had like professional looking outfit. He looked like, looked like somebody. Yeah. When did Killanova Inc. come into it? When did the name, like who came up with the name? So I was doing the Thriller Nova for a little while mm-hmm. as like Thriller of New England, Thriller Casanova, Thriller Nova. Yeah. And then once I turned heel, it got switched up to, you know, kill that, still Nova, kill a Nova, not Thriller Nova, kill a Nova. So, I mean, you know, you just kind of switch the thrill, put the kill. <laughs> <laughs> that's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> um, and then that's when we started rolling with it. Was the tag team titles the first order of business once you... Well, you won the New England title before yes. any of that, right? Yeah, I won the New England title. And uh, who did you beat for the New England title? It was uh, Flip Gordon and Mike Verna, Triple Threat, at Cole Fury. So, um, you no know, championships, you know, it's all predetermined, but does that mean anything to you, winning your first championship? Yeah, of course. I mean, being my home promotion at Chaotic, I just remember thinking, I was like, man, I hope I win a title here. Like, I, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> there was so many good guys at the time when I was starting. So it was like, it just never seemed like it was a possibility. I mean, it was all these guys like the Dijaks and, you know what I mean? Like, Hanson was still there at the time. Tommaso was in and out. Fury was still there. Slade, Sherman. Uh, I mean, so many guys, Booker, Chase, Logans, you know, and all of us young guys, like, that just seems so far-fetched. And it wasn't happening as Michael Jackson, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> is it, real quick, is it weird to think that, like, somebody like a Charlie Cashew looks at you as one of those guys that you, like, you looked at them at? It is weird, because I don't look at myself like that. Neither did them or us when we were there. Right, but I still come here, I work with them, you know, right. so, like, I see them on the same level almost, but I always looked at you guys you know, like, well, like, these guys have been around forever. Like, these guys, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're all very old and grizzled. Yeah. <laughs> so, the killing of a thing, it's kind of uh, gotten, like, a, a real cult following. You got your own fans, even though you guys are, are heels. But uh, what would you describe? What is what is the killing of a culture? Cool, yeah. Um, it's pretty much the way we do things. It, and in general, a culture is just kind of the way you know, like you do things as a whole or what, what you stand for. So I guess the Killanova culture is, I mean, in our work, you know, we just don't give a F. You know, we just do whatever we want. If you like us, you like us. If you don't, you don't. We don't care. It doesn't matter. You know, we're brash. We're going to show off. We, we like to we like to cheat, but we like to win. You know, we like to be flashy in your face. So, I mean, the culture is just, and I realize people like it is because it's something different, I think, and it's something that we just don't care. If you like us, we don't care if you like us. If you don't like us, we don't care if you don't like us. And I think that's why people gravitate to it, maybe. And I think there, I mean, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think there's a real relationship there between the guys that are in the group. It's not like something completely manufactured. You really have like a kinship with these other guys, right? Yeah. It became, Royce Bishop is, is the uh, the other guy. Absolutely, yeah. It became the culture when Royce joined. 
So at first it was Killing Nova Inc. And it was just Triple H's myself. And then at one point we had Josh. At one point we had Kathy as well, Belmont. Um, Josh left, Kathy left, and it was just Triple H's and myself. Killing Nova Inc. When Royce came over, uh, we were coming up with an idea for a promo. Remember that big uh, ladder match, uh, yeah. tables, ladders, and chains match? Um, we were in the back, and I, I knew I had to cut a promo on top of the ladder. And I'm going to give Royce you know, credit for this. We were coming up with something. He was like, yeah, like you should say uh, we're changing the culture around here i was like yeah that's good and i remember saying like oh we're changing the culture and that was the first time we started saying the culture and then after that we started saying for the culture and then the culture just became this group hashtag ftc hashtag ftc <laughs> so royce bishop was there like an existing relationship with you guys before he came in that's my boy like that's one of my day one like best friends um there's a video i guess of like our first couple months here of him and i locking up which was about five years ago yeah. And then, you know, he left for a little bit, but we always remained in contact. And he he had always been, like, a fan of mine. You know, he was always like, go ahead, like, you know, good job. Like, I'm watching you and stuff, even when he wasn't wrestling. So he came and performed the um, entrance theme. Yeah, did you know, Crockett, that he, Royce Bishop, is the guy that sings and does the Killing Over Ink theme song? In my life. I know that he was a, a rapper. Right? Yeah, so the theme song they used was what he, one of his songs. Oh, uh, really? Off of his yeah. CD, yeah. It's a banger. And he... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a banger. It is. It, it, it slaps. Um, <laughs> that's what the kids are saying. Um, no, he showed up to Cold Fury and performed it live. And then he was like, again, like, got to give him props because he was like really overweight. I don't know. I don't want to put a number on his weight. You he might was know. a little over 300. Was yeah. he over three? He was a okay. big boy. He was big. Yeah. There's a picture too, but um, he was a big boy and <laughs> he was like, I want to come back, but I got to lose all this weight. I don't want them to see me like this. And I was like, you can do it. And we were talking about him joining the group and it just didn't seem like a reality. It just seemed like just talk. And he went and he did it and he looks better than he's ever looked. And, you know, he's the tag team champ right now with Tripalicious and you know, spoken into existence. Let's not just keep it in chaotic. Uh, you've kind of branched out, and you ended up being kind of all over the place. Do you want to talk about Limitless Wrestling a little bit? I know you, you were with uh, Stokely Hathaway up there, who's now in uh, WWE NXT. What was your experience with Limitless Wrestling? I know, Brian, you know, Maine was kind oh, yeah. of a wasteland for a time. we got a fun little Maine story with uh, Christian. We'll talk about at the end <laughs> here, but yeah. Okay, so, but uh, Limitless Wrestling, well, that, that was a big place for you yeah, to break out, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was on their very first show. Which was kind of, you know, in Maine, you know, you've been to Maine before, like, IWE and, like, NWA yeah. on fire. It, it wasn't too hot. There wasn't really much going on over there. So this show that Randy put on, he had to be, like, 18 at the time, maybe 17. Um, Fury was on the show. I was on the show. AG was on the show. A couple of us were on the show. Um, and it really wasn't, you know, we didn't know what to expect. So I was on that first show. And then I was on a couple other shows after that. Then it blew up. He wasn't really messing with the Michael Jackson gimmick. I don't blame him. Yeah. Um, but eventually, I came back as Killanova, and once I started coming back, I started having some high-profile matches um, that really helped me out a lot, just in the ring and just, like, for exposure-wise and, you know, for my name value. Like, Stokely Hathaway, speaking of uh, yeah. exposure, he's, like, huge. He's, he's great on Twitter. And did that help you at all, your relationship with Stokely? Yeah, no, Stokely's great. Stokely always used to give me advice. And Stokely, still to this day, actually hits me up and gives me advice. Um, the best part about being with Stokely was it gave me, like, a little bit more of a confidence just because I knew no matter what, you could do no wrong when you had Stokely with you because yeah. even if you did something wrong, he was going to clean it up and cover it up and make it look like we did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. And he had a lot of pull. Like, he had a lot of – he took care of me as far as, like, what I was doing and the angles that I was in or we were in. 
And Beyond Wrestling is a place where, I mean, even especially lately, you've broken out. I know Uncharted Territory, we haven't talked enough about on this podcast about Uncharted Territory, the weekly uh, show that Beyond Wrestling is putting on on uh, internetwrestling.tv. And you broke the streak of Thomas Santel, am I correct? Yes. So he, uh, what is the the weekly thing they were doing? The uh, Discovery Gauntlet. The Discovery Gauntlet. And uh, you ended up beating him, and you're paired with Cam Zagami in Beyond Wrestling. What is that whole thing about? So, yeah, he was seven. He was, I think he was, he was going his eighth week. Uh, I came in. Cam helped me, I guess, win. Something that happened where he had me down. He put my foot on the rope. Cam put my foot on the right. rope. Santel went to go to Cam, and then I ended up rolling up Santel. So I was the one in seven and one. Thomas Santel, if people don't know, Antonio Thomas, former Antonio of the Heartthrobs, he's kind of reinvented himself and really broke out uh, for Beyond Wrestling in the Uncharted Territory. You, you must love that gimmick, Crockett, the little Marty McFly type gimmick. No, George McFly. Yeah, it's, yeah, George McFly. I don't know why I said Marty, probably because he's the popular character. But yeah, George McFly. He's, Not that you've ever seen it, but well, I've seen tremendous. I, I saw the uh, the the big show there they did at Fox was. I watched uh, a lot oh, of that. American Rana. All right, nice. It's, it was excellent. What did you think about this whole Uncharted Territory thing? Were you going there every week? Once I was on, I was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I, you know, you hear a weekly show. I didn't realize it has such a following online, um, as it does like. You know, the amount of people that are there, so many people watched it at home. So I remember after each show, just seeing how many, you know, eyes I was in front of, you know, that night from people that are sitting at home watching you. So I gained a lot of exposure that way. A lot of exposure, actually. Beyond was one of those places that I always talked to Christian about reaching out to and getting on. Um, you know, he worked at so many other bigger places in the area. And I was like, look, the amount of eyes that Beyond has on it, you know, they have, you know, over a million YouTube subscribers and everything Cl else. Closer like, to, I think, at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're up there and they're, you know, it's huge. And I was like, look, a place that big that is as close to you as it is, like, that's a place you got to get on. That's a place you have to talk to. And then he finally, you know, reached out with Drew and talked and worked things out. And like, the amount of eyeballs on him since then, you know, has been fantastic. And I think it's really helped with everything else that has gone on with him since he's been at Beyond. And speaking of high profile stuff, you've also been working for Northeast Wrestling. One match in particular that I think we want to talk about, Brian Fury, is the match you had with one Rey Mysterio. I use you, Rey Mysterio, and Darby Allen in a three-way match, uh, correct? Yep. How did this match come to be? I know Ray was doing uh, very limited dates before uh, he made his return to WWE. Uh, what, what's the matter, Brian nothing. Fury? Nothing. No, I'll tell, I'll no. tell the story. I, <laughs> I could give lots of stories on this, but really, yeah, who's going to give a story? That's yeah. fine. So... I was actually supposed to be wrestling for Chaotic Wrestling that night. Oh. <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start there. Ooh. Um, something had happened where Mysterio was just about to get re-signed with WWE. I guess he had had an issue with his knee, and he was supposed to work Darby Allin in a one-on-one. -on -one. I was called and asked you know, if I was willing to do a triple threat or if I was willing to be the third man to a triple threat. It was one of those positions where, you know, you're loyal to one place and you know you don't want to really screw anybody but then you have to think about yourself at the same time and and how what this could possibly do for me and just you know being a fan of Rey Mysterio as a kid it was just like I couldn't say no to that so I kind of had to figure out a way to you know not piss everybody off well not everybody but you know this you know chaotic so it's hard for me to wear dual hats as Christian's trainer and then also you know promoter Christian was involved in very high-profile stuff at the time. He was getting ready to do the main event of one of the upcoming shows. But I also had to look at it like, 
get a chance to wrestle a fucking Rey Mysterio Jr. Yeah, you can't block a guy from... No, and I, I, I wasn't going to block him. You know, we t- had to figure out how were we going to fix things and change things, whatever. I wasn't upset at Christian. You know, uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I was happy for him. Like, it was one of those things. That's an opportunity. And that's a big opportunity, uh, you know, and it can network and whatnot from there. So I was very happy for him. Sucked, you know. He, you know, he became such a big focal point for chaotic wrestling that it left a little bit of a void in that one show. But I think, you know, it ended up working out in the long run, anyways. So, how was the experience working with a legendary guy like Rey Mysterio? It was great, and looking back on it now, I wish I had, I guess, called more stuff. I wish we had been willing to do more because he was so ready to go. Yeah, and you know, working with somebody who you know is potentially injured and he's getting ready to go to back to WWE. You, I kind of played it safe. I right. almost wish I didn't play it safe. You know, I was calling things like very simple. Like, yeah, like we could do this or we could do that, but we don't have to. You know what I mean? But he was ready to go. And I wish I took advantage of that. We did like a freaking 10-minute sprint, triple threat, main event. Everybody was okay, but I wish I took, you know, a little bit more advantage of, of being in the ring with him. But a good experience overall. Great experience, yeah. Very cool. Very like so nice. He, didn't, he was, you know, letting us call stuff to him. He was asking us questions. What did he say to you afterwards? He was just saying, uh, "Good job, you guys. We need to slow down." Something I've, you know, never heard before. <laughs> um, it was just very cool. I, it wasn't really anything like, you know, you could tell he's just a pro's pro. Like he's just he's there to do business, and you know, he did his. You know, he's been in so many matches. He probably, you know, it's just another day. So I know Brian Malonis has talked on the show. Uh, that That's the guy that used to be on the show, Brian Fury. Oh, who? Brian Malonis. Oh, I, I think I've heard his name before. I know he's talked about uh, Christian Casanova and the fact that he just has to get out there and be seen. And lately, it's happened. Uh, recently, you worked for Ring of Honor, uh, Mass Hysteria in Lowell not too long ago. And it was you and Jimmy Preston you had a match. You were on Honor Club. How was that whole experience going to Ring of Honor? That was dope. I, I mean, you did the camp like you know years before. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> cool. right. yeah. No, it didn't. Um, <laughs> no, it was cool. I mean, I actually I did evolve the week before. Okay. And then that next Sunday, I did um, Bring of Honor. So I was like feeling myself. I'm like, okay, I got this. Like, <laughs> like this is it, man. Like, you gotta get yourself a contract somewhere. Someone's gotta notice you. Um, I just felt I don't know what it was. Like, I just felt like I belong there. I was like, I'm like, I should be here. Like, I, this is where I want to be. Like, this type of stage is the type of stage that I want to be on. I don't want to go back to the Indies. Like, <laughs> 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 Fucking chaotic. <laughs> not, not even a particular Indie, but just in general, just the whole setup and the vibe and, the you know, with all that talent and just so many, like, all these guys. I'm looking around the locker room and there's all these, you know, big name guys and guys that have put in so much time and work you know at that at a high level for so many years and i'm just saying i want to work him i want to work him i want to work him just guys that are untouchable because they're exclusive with ring of honor so i just remember thinking to myself like damn maybe this isn't exactly where i need to be but like i need to be in this type of atmosphere and this like type of production and, and everything all together what held you back i mean i know like, like i you held said- myself back yeah how why i just i always hold myself back sometimes like i, I guess i maybe i wasn't ready in my head so I, you know, I didn't make the moves necessary. And I always just told myself that, like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And I mean, for the first time now, I finally feel ready and things are happening. So maybe I was right. I don't know. I'm not in a rush. Like, a lot of people, I feel like in a rush. Like, what am I rushing for? How old are you? I'm 25. I just turned 25. So, like, I feel like I've got nothing but good years ahead of me. I'm where I wanted to be as far as, like, 
in the ring. You know, I feel very confident in the ring. I feel very confident with like the way I'm looking right now. I'm, I'm working on getting myself, you know, better every day. So I'm not in a rush. A lot of guys are in a rush, and, I'm, and I don't kill myself in the ring either. It's one of those things I've had many conversations with Christian about you got to strike while the iron is hot. Um, you have the ability to work all these high-profile places, get out there and be seen. And he always would kind of, he'd, he'd be feeling it in the conversation, but then he would always kind of like drag his feet or whatnot. I think Christian's biggest enemy uh, is himself and comfortability. I think he likes being comfortable where he is. He's not a, I want to be a big fish in a small pond guy because he wants to do more. He just gets comfortable and it takes him a little while to break out of that. Similar with the, you know, the gimmick. It took him so long to break out of it because he was just comfortable. I think this is the same thing. And it's just now that he's kind of seeing that being on these bigger shows, he fits with these people and he works with these people just fine and he belongs there, that now he's finally comfortable knowing that he can do more and try to do more. So you felt comfortable in the ring at ROH, felt comfortable backstage at ROH. What was the feedback to your match? I got a lot of positive feedback. I was actually kind of taken back by it. Guys were, you know, pulling me aside to let me know things I did well, things I could have done better. I actually asked Lethal to watch my match because I knew, you know, the history that we had. I wanted him to see it. I wanted him yeah. to see that I, I had changed and, you know, I had progressed. Um, but, I mean, he gave me some good feedback. But as far as, like, the boys, you know, I know a lot of those guys. A lot of those guys are from New England. Um, yeah, Taven, Vinny, TK, you know, so many of those guys, Malonis, like so many of those guys are from New England. So a lot of them have my back. Uh, that was the one thing that after speaking with Hunter um, Delirious, he had said, he's like, you have a lot of peer support. Flip, I'm sorry, I didn't mention Flip. Uh, he was another <laughs> one who was helping me out back there too. But he told me, he's like, you have a lot of peer support. A lot of the boys have my back, you know, and a lot of the guys know that I'm ready for that next step, wherever it be. Yeah, like it could be ROH or it could be Evolve. Like you talked about, you were there right. uh, the week before. How was that whole experience? Uh, how did you end up hooking up and getting the match with Evolve? Dude, I was at the beach that day. And <laughs> I, yeah, it's serious. I was at the beach that day, and I remember getting a message when I got back. It was uh, Drew Cordero. Yeah. He sent me a message and said, hey, are you available today? And I remember like, damn, oh shit. Like, all right, uh, yeah, 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 I'm available. To like, And I didn't know if it was to go, you know, to evolve to help out or what it was. But I'm like, you know what? This might be the this might be the opportunity. Like, if I say no, I'm going to regret it forever. So I was like, yeah, of course. Like, straight off, straight from the beach, man. I just put my stuff on, grabbed my gear bag and went. And, was, and I helped with the ring. I didn't know what to expect. And then I found out I was getting a match. I was like, all right, game time. The match went well. Again, like, I got some feedback from the match that you know i could have done certain things differently which is every match but i you know it was a great experience and a good opportunity to get in front of like the right people the good part about feedback especially at places like that you know these guys really know what's going on guys like lethal guys like tomaso who's gonna say feedback Tommaso, out of all yeah. you know it's it's stuff that you can you're the type of kid that takes that feedback and actually will employ it into your future matches versus just kind of rolling your eyes and letting it go in one ear and out the other. So that type of thing, um, the experience of those places and getting feedback from these types of guys is like invaluable. And I know you're traveling a little more now. I know that as we're recording this, you're going to be going down to Florida this weekend, right? Tomorrow, flying out in the morning. Working for FIP, correct? Right. How did that happen? After the Evolve match... One of the guys that works for uh, Evolve, I think he might be the ring announcer or he does also commentary. His name is Trevin mm -hmm. um, Adams. He hit me up and he goes, hey, like you guys feel free to come to Florida for FIP. Like whenever you guys are ready, get a car or come down. I waited maybe like a couple of weeks and then I just hit him up. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm coming. Um, and he set me up and I'll be there tomorrow, tomorrow night. 
Brian Fury is being more proactive now. He's it's getting out there. He's contacting people. It's good to see. In this, you know, in wrestling the way it is today, with there being a lot of opportunity and a lot of different things, there's no reason to not be super hyper proactive and try to push for anything because there are a lot of places that you can go and wrestle at high levels. And we're kind of seeing it all over the place, whether it's some older people like Malonis and Todd who are just kind of you know taking off, some younger people that are catching on really quick. Christian should be in that mix at any, at any point in time, and I've said that to him for a long time. And right now is the time to strike while the iron is hot. Yeah, there's more people making more money than ever before in pro wrestling, I would say, right? And his merch game is strong. <laughs> it is. game is strong right now, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Royce. What's next for uh, Christian Casanova? We put you over as, like, you know, big future for you. What do you see next? Uh, I don't know. I'm taking it day by day. You know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I know things are going to come for me at the right time. You know, I just, I'm so confident that I'll be in the right place when I need to be, you know, divine timing almost just like, I know the time is going to be right for me. I know something better and bigger is there for me. I just think I'm just trying to enjoy the ride with a lot of guys say that they take for granted. A lot of guys just rush through it because this shit does go by quick. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like five years ago, you know, so much has happened in five years and there's so many things that I've done that I'm like, shit, like, I wish I just stopped for like a minute. And just it's one of those things, like, it's like a blink of the eye, so much time goes by. You know, with those chaotic classic yeah. matches that have been up, like, I looked at a match with me and Todd, it was like seven years ago or something. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? It's crazy. So I'm living in the moment, you know, I, I know bigger things are, are, you know, in my future. I just kind of want to play to what i have right now and what do you see in the future brian fury for your pupil here i think the sky is the limit for christian i think um you know especially with places like ring of honor uh, evolve mlw aew nxt the you know the amount of people that places are signing i think he's going to have opportunities available to him you know a lot of these places you know the, the more he gets eyeballs on him and the more people kind of start to talk about him i think that's the route people are going and getting signed now and i think if he just keeps doing what he's doing i think he's the sky's the limit he's gonna have to pick and choose where he wants to go you know we're also not mentioning like impact wrestling and stuff who obviously now uh, breaking news they're gonna be on like access tv starting in october as well and that's huge for them compared to some of the places they have been over the last couple years like so that's going to be another destination type place i think as well so fucking christ man i wish i was 10 years younger it'd be awesome (laughs) Christian Casanova, it's been great to have you here on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Real quick, before he goes, let's... Oh, what the main story, Christian, right? Christian, so one of his first road trips yeah, right, took him up to Maine, me, Christian, and Kevin Koo. What happened on the way home, Christian? Oh. Do you remember what happened on the yeah, way home? Um, I don't know. There's a couple main stories. So I don't know if you're going to tell the one with Julian. We guys threw my shoes in a tree. <laughs> his, uh, his Jordans. Jordans. I just new Jordans. Like grabbed him right out of the trunk, threw him in a tree. Oh, man, come on. Why? <laughs> Jordans. <laughs> um, no, we were coming back, and I don't know. Fury, he drives a little reckless. I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, we got a flat. And we got a flat, so we're going outside, and... I don't think we had, I'm trying to remember, did we not have like a tire iron or something? We were driving in my future wife's Jeep. Oh, Nikki's Jeep. Yep. And um, got a flat tire, so we had to change it. And one of the lug nuts was that we were having a hard time with it. Oh, yeah. Three big, strong, muscular guys couldn't turn that lug nut, huh? So (laughs) Christian was like jumping on, did all the stuff through it and completely like stripped it. Stripped and ruined the lug nut. So we were fucked at that point. Like <laughs> it wasn't going back on. Completely messed it all up. And uh I remember the wife uh 
making him. Still to this day, <laughs> Every I time. owe her two dollars or something. What is <laughs> yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Twelve dollars, I think, for the new lug nut or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we were li- legit on the side of the road in this little like. It might have been like a gas station we pulled yeah. off to for over an hour yes. working on this. He's he's jumping up and down on this on this all hundred pounds. It still wouldn't move <laughs> <laughs> on the crowbar. And there. then he gets a rock and he uh, he hit it and actually we got it and we yes. were okay. That was also the same night I, I wrestled Christian, I believe, for the first time. I wrestled twice that night. Oh, that's right. Was, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was on fire. He was very nervous, and then he was also blown away because I put together an eight-minute match in like a minute and, and like a half. a minute and a half or something like that, and yep. he was just, he was at that stage of wrestling where he was like, "How did you just do that?" <laughs> that match is on YouTube. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Sometime. It's promotion. Ugh. It was for like NWA on, on Fire, fire. slash IWE. It's one of those like combined shows. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. NWA on Fire. IWE. Oh my goodness. I've checked that out. Your old stomping grounds, Michael. It is, it is my old stomping grounds. So, Christian Casanova, it's great to have you here. Where can people follow you on the social media? You can follow me on Instagram at Kill4Nova, on Twitter at Kill4Nova, and then on uh, Facebook as Christian Casanova. All right. Well, Christian, uh, we'll be looking out for you all over the place and uh, big things coming. Thanks very much. Cool. Thank you, guys. We want your feedback. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode. Your thoughts on our discussion with Christian Casanova. Use that hashtag WPAN so we can interact with you. And you can also call the voicemail line. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. And we promised last week we'd play the voicemail that came in. So let's take a listen to the voicemail we got recently to the hotline. Very excited. Hey, what's up, guys? It's me, Leo. Leo Commas. Um, calling from Nashua. I'm at home right now. I love the wrestling holy shit moments. I got two. Both of them were in Philadelphia. June 7, 1997, the night Jerry Lawler showed up at the ECW Arena at Wrestlepalooza. And also, I'm old, so June 2nd, 1976, Muhammad Ali gets in the ring on uh, All-Star Wrestling, and Gorilla Monsoon gives him an uh, airplane spin and stuff. That totally was a holy shit moment. Guys, great episode. Thanks, man. Take care. Leo Connors from the Dropkick Kitchen with Sonny Goodspeed and from The Ring and All Other Sports. You can find him on YouTube. Just look up Leo Connors. And he talked about holy shit moments. We talked about that two weeks ago with The Ray. And his two holy shit moments, Jerry Lawler showing up at the ECW Arena. I mean, that was pretty awesome. You know, the lights came back on and he was just in the ring and there was heat. Yes, because he was uh, all over WWF TV just shitting all over extremely crappy wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. I'm not a real big fan of anything really did. And I think in that same vein, Jim Cornette showing up at the ECW Arena was a big thing as well. I don't remember that. He did. Yeah, he did. They did a very similar situation. Lights went out, lights came on. He was in the ring. He should do that now at like AEW or something. (laughs) That wouldn't go over well, I don't think. And what about uh, Muhammad Ali? Did you uh, watch that back in the day? I've seen uh, clips of it, obviously. Um, I didn't um, see it live, Brian. I know you're going to try to go there, but no. <laughs> that's exactly where I was going to go. <laughs> I said you probably like three at the time. Um, I mean, I've seen the clips of it, and obviously the other stuff Muhammad Ali did with like Inoki and whatnot. But Muhammad Ali was the athlete. He was the guy, yeah. an inspiration to many pro wrestlers in terms of his promos. Anyway, hundred percent. He you know he says he stole all of his stuff from Gorgeous George. Anyways, but yeah, that's 
that would definitely be a holy shit moment. If like I don't know what athlete there is today that is like the athlete. I, I don't know if there is one like there was back then. Hmm. Um, but if somebody like that were to get into wrestling and something were to happen, like that would be an equivalent. But I can't think of something. Call uh four zero one five eight four nine seven two six if you can think of a uh, all around athlete much like Muhammad Ali back in the day. We appreciate your contributions. Be a part of the wrestling podcast about nothing. 401-584-WPAN. 401-584-9726. Call in. Chat with us. Brian, uh, I mean, you're here. I am. There's a guy that used to be here, Brian Malonis. I think we should bring this up. I mean, regardless if the guy hates me and doesn't want to be here anymore, the fact that he is going to be appearing on pay-per-view at the end of the month, Death Before Dishonor, on September 27th, he has a match with the Beer City Bruiser, tag team match. It is going to be a barroom brawl, no disqualification match. The first time the brawler Brian Malonis on pay-per-view, check another one off the list. After 17 years in wrestling, he's going to be on pay-per-view. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Like, I'm not going to lie. That's uh, something I can say I never did, obviously. Like, it's, it's badass. He's legitimately, like... He's doing the thing, man. He's he's out there killing it. I'm very happy for the man. Didn't mean to get you down. No, you didn't get me down. I'm okay. happy for him. But uh, yeah, this is an excellent thing, even though he is uh, shunned to me at every turn. I really still uh, wish him well in his match. Maybe he'll be here to talk about it at some point. I'm sure a couple, Who knows? Months, couple months down the line, he might uh, step back in. Or call the hotline, Brian. Why don't you 401-584-9726 so we can get something out of you. It's the least you could do, for crying out loud. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> and uh, Also, uh, I hear that someone is coming here to the New England Processing Academy. Yes, just secured a uh, seminar with... Aaron Stevens, the former Damian Sandow. Aaron Rex from Impact Wrestling. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, he, I, I don't remember what his earlier names were when he was in WWE either, but um, Chaotic Wrestling Original. Uh, he's going to be up in this Northeast area visiting family and friends and stuff, and we were able to secure him for a seminar. And I, I think it's awesome. He's one of those guys. He did years and years in developmental, and then all the stuff that he did while he was with WWE, then Impact Wrestling, you know, the amount of knowledge current knowledge from a guy like that is it's what's the word i'm looking for priceless i guess priceless so it's gonna be free is that what you're saying no oh. you know the charge is 40 dollars for any uh obviously trainees of the school and any other professional wrestler that wants to come up to the school and come up and then we got lots of wrestlers listening to this so. yeah I, I believe this is his first seminar he's ever done and he, he said he was very excited um to do it and be able to share some of the knowledge that he's Acquired over the years, so definitely something I think people should take advantage of, a guy like that who's really done it all. And he's not one of the old-timers that did stuff forever ago. He, you know, This is a current modern era, and I think there's a lot to pick up from guys like that. And something else I want to mention here before we move on is uh, some guys who are putting their podcast on hold for now. The New Age Insiders, uh, Jason Maltov, Liam Stryker, and Bill Neville, they're going dark for a little while uh putting the podcast on hold guys that gave me and brian Melotis an opportunity to be a part of their network and really get more ears listening to the wrestling podcast about nothing really appreciate those guys and it's sad to see them going away but i understand i mean they have to watch so many hours of wrestling a week to keep up with it and uh, a lot of it is not good so i can understand uh not uh, being that high on what's going on out there and not being very excited to talk about it. All three good guys, and then the fact that they kind of are wanting to watch less wrestling, so they're stepping away from the podcast. It's kind of like the exact opposite of you. You watch zero wrestling, and you do a podcast about wrestling, so, I mean... Yeah, we should invite them over here. 
Come on over, fellas. Come on over. Watch less and enjoy. <laughs> is uh, Jason still a part of Chaotic Wrestling? Uh, I believe he has one more show with us, and he actually gave us his notice as well. I think his lack of love for wrestling is just kind of across the board everywhere. And um, you know, he's always been a great part of the team since since he's I basically over. running your social media, right? Yeah, doing a lot of the Instagram and the Twitter and whatnot, and helping out with the Facebook and posting a lot of that stuff. So. He's got one more show with us, and I think he just needs a break and to get away from it because, you know, what, five years or so he's been watching however much wrestling every week and doing that podcast every week. I assume something like that can be taxing. I mean, you've been doing this one for 170-some-odd episodes, and, you know, sometimes, you know, it can be taxing on you. It's a grind sometimes. So if you need a, a new social media guy, I mean, you've seen what we've done with the WPAN, right? Yeah. So, you know, keep us in your thoughts keep okay. me in your thoughts all right <laughs> you'll get that to me on that <laughs> i'll have my co- people contact your people if you find a social media guy let us know and maybe we can <laughs> we can split costs <laughs> so, sounds perfect so uh once again thank you to the new age insiders for giving us a shot back in the day i really appreciate what they've done really appreciate what they've uh built up and i hope to see them or hear them again on the uh Pro Wrestling Airwaves and the podcasts. I mean, they're a big part of podcasting in New England, so hope we hear from those guys again. And speaking of podcasts, let's talk about Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast with Mike Mills, Harbody Harper, and Doc Turner. And have you spoken to Mike Mills recently? So he sent me a, a little text uh, yesterday, I believe it was. He was just like, oh, here's my uh, checking for the last two weeks because he hadn't yet. And he said, good job. Ah. That, was, that was it. He's getting more terse and short with him. You know, I'm trying to decide if he actually likes me now or if he's just sick of me too, like he's everybody else. Yeah, I mean, people might get sick of you too because this coming Wednesday, you're going to be on Truth, Justice, and the New England Pro Wrestling Way. So they might be really sick of you. A very deep dive um, on pro wrestling school and and how things kind of run here. So it it was a good talk. Yeah, it's going to be much different than what you do here. So uh, don't let me turn you off to listening to the podcast this Wednesday with Tarzan and Julian. Very deep dive on what goes into running a wrestling school, right? Yes, it was a lot of fun. It It was good. A lot of questions asked that have never been asked. And they do a lot of research and whatnot for their podcast so they're really it's a different look at a lot of the stuff that comes out of the new england area here so check out uh, truth justice and the new england processing way subscribe on all podcast platforms your favorite podcast platform or at pro wrestling away on twitter and all that stuff our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast that's another podcast that i really enjoy with uh, little joe Murata and big michael quinn they do podcasts every monday so right after you're done listening to us go check out our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast go to ovppodcast.com for more on that great show and greetings from allentown with pw peter winston congratulations to him i hear he's got a new job to get back in the workforce Good luck to Peter Winson and good luck to uh, everyone listening to his podcast because uh, now he's not going to be talking about being out of work anymore. So it's, uh, things are looking up <laughs> right? on Greetings from Allentown. So check out that show. And finally, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason Stewart, Adam Salzer, Troy, Sal, Ginger, all the rest over there on the Rundown Wrestling Network, rundownwrestling.com. And one of the shows on that network you really should check out, Twat Magic. Wow. I still can't believe that's the thing. It's a show about the Bella Twins podcast. Oh. It's a review of a podcast. A podcast reviewing a podcast. Sounds interesting. Uh, when's the uh, wrestling podcast about nothing review show coming out? I don't want to know what they're going to call that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hopefully they're a little nicer about it. We'll see, though. Uh, RundownWrestling.com for more information on that podcast. So listen and enjoy. It is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, uh, Brian Malonis has Death Before Dishonor. Friday, September 27th, pay-per-view in the Las Vegas area. And if you're not in Las Vegas, it is available on a pay-per-view basis. Or you can go to Honor Club, I believe, and uh, check that show out, Death Before Dishonor. It is Brian Malonis and the Beer City Bruiser against... Vinny Marcellia and Silas Young in a bar room brawl match. So uh, big debut on pay-per-view for Brian Malonis. Uh, I don't really know his other dates. And, That's an uh, interesting uh, pairing there. I, I, I'm out of the Ring of Honor storylines. Uh, is Vinny out of the kingdom or is... Something's up with TK, I think. Uh, TK is, uh, was, is being replaced by oh, Silas okay. Young. Fair enough. So uh, check that match out at Death Before Dishonor, and you have a show coming up. I think it's the day before that? September the 20th. Oh, the week before that. Yeah, Friday night, September the 20th in Woburn, Massachusetts. Uh, This Friday, right? What day is today? Yeah, right? This Friday. Is it? It comes up Monday. (laughs) Yeah, this Friday. (laughs) Yeah, this Friday, um, the final show in Woburn for a very, very, very long time, if ever. Very excited. Christian Casanova, who is just on this podcast, defends the Category Wrestling Heavyweight title against Mike Verna. Death by Davey is wrestling. Uh, Maine State Posse is back together. They'll be wrestling. I think Killanova Inc. will be defending their tag titles there. Or they'll be there. There's, there's a lot going on. D.L. Hurst defending the New England Championship. Yes, newly yes. won New England Championship. Yes, yes, he has an open challenge for that. So, yeah, very exciting stuff. Very excited. And I get to say goodbye to Woburn. It's going to be a bittersweet show. So, chaoticwrestling.com for tickets and card info. More card info than you have here. I'm not sitting in my chair anymore where I have it over there. Plus, that's in pencil, so it's probably all changed kind of a little bit. A lot of stuff going on. But, yeah. Oh, uh, Charlie Cashew versus Chris Statlander. That's another match on there. Oh, yeah, you're doing intergender. We, we are, yes, yes, a little bit here and there. I didn't expect that out of you. I don't, it, fans like it and they want to see it, so why would not provide it? Now, if uh, Tarzan was involved, he would be vehemently opposed, I would think. 100%, yeah. What, uh, did something turn you or you were, were you always open I've to it? I've done intergender matches. I've, I've never been 100% against it. I just think there are ways to do them to make them a little more believable than some other people do. My favorite one I ever did was, it's on YouTube, it's a Beyond Wrestling show, myself against Heidi Lovelace, who is now known as Ruby Riot in WWE. Uh, you can YouTube that and check it out, and I think what we did was a very good, solid match. It just, you know, you work the sizes and you work the things and make it as believable as possible, and I think that's a, an option, I, rather than many other ways some of these people are doing them. I thought you were going to talk about the Beyond Wrestling match that was here at the academy oh that one four-way match with you and nick fahrenheit yep and makazi and mercedes kv yes that was like the most viewed thing on the beyond channel i don't know if it still is but it was the most viewed thing on the uh, beyond wrestling channel which is saying something yeah there was (laughs) that had a ridiculous amount of views and obviously when mercedes became sasha banks and blew up uh, i think um the views went through the roof even more so yeah that was a fun one as well i was just thinking singles matches in my head so that's why that one didn't pop up but yeah so check out beyond wrestling check out uh, those matches and check out chaotic wrestling this friday night the farewell to the woburn elks and brian 
It's time for this week's promo about nothing. And the year is 1996. All right. 96. And finally, finally, we get away from WWF. We get away from WCW. And we're going to Memphis, Tennessee, Mr. Oh, Lawler. Oh, boy. Memphis Wrestling, the USWA, United ah. States Wrestling Association. And we've talked about this gentleman once before. And we got him back here on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. His name, yes, is Macho Warrior Rick Hogan. That's R-I-C. Macho Warrior Rick Hogan. This was a real guy in the USWA, and he was a champion in the USWA. Why wouldn't he be? Let's listen to this promo about nothing. Ooh, yeah. The Macho Warrior Rick Hogan comes to the USWA and Randy Hales is a visionary because he said I'd get gold here and lo and behold Brian Christopher I've got your title now <laughs> next order of business baby is a Colorado kid because the macho warrior is styling and profiling baby in Colorado it's time for you to walk that aisle Woo! and all my little warriors are cheering for Rick Hogan Hogan, Burt Prentice, Daddy, Colorado <laughs> Kid, brother, Randy Hale's brother, Burt Prentice, brother. What are you gonna do, dude, when the Macho Warrior Rick Hogan comes after that unified title, brother? Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh my God! I wish I hadn't watched this. <laughs> Why? I got like listening to it is one thing, but I wish I hadn't watched because as soon as I saw him. It just looks like Dude Love or Mick Foley cosplaying as, like, Macho Man. Yeah, he looks like a backyard guy. He's got a body by Dunkin' Donuts. He, he looks like Cactus Jack. I mean... Looks like Mick Foley to me, very much You're so. very insulting to oh, Mick Foley by saying that. But, yeah, this... I, I don't understand this. How is this a real fucking gimmick? This uh, It was very short-lived, but it was indeed a real gimmick. And holding the microphone, you heard him at the very end there, Jerry Lawler, just uh, over the moon. Loving as, it. Loving as, every second of it. Now, he did four impressions in this promo. He, you started with your Macho Man. Yep. You, got your, you went macho. into your Ric Flair. Yeah. You had your uh, Ultimate Warrior. And then, of course, he closes with Hulk Hogan, which is the best impression that he did. Uh, I mean, I guess Macho? The Macho Man was terrible! <laughs> what, are you, and then what, what are you gonna say? I think the Hogan was, I mean, they're all oh, pretty Jesus. awful. They're all horrendous. But the Hogan was probably the least offensive. I mean, they're all pretty offensive. The Macho Man one was fine. He started laughing. He even had the glasses. He looked, if you had to pick one who he looks like more than any of them, there's definitely Macho Man. Yeah, I mean, really, there's no hint of Ric Flair in anything this guy. I mean, he's got the bandana, so I can see the macho, I can see the Hogan, but the Ric Flair and the Ultimate Warrior uh, are kind of lost on me, that what, part of it. What was his name again? Macho Warrior Rick Hogan. I was going to say, maybe he did the promos in order, but I don't. I think they went Macho Rick Warrior Hogan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. I thought I had something going on there. Didn't. This, I don't understand. Uh, That's the South for you, folks. <laughs> uh, we, we talked about offensive. Uh, what happened to Rick Hogan in the years after this uh, very short stint in Memphis is offensive. <laughs> oh. He 
was indicted on 10 charges of pandering sexual-oriented material involving a minor in 2002. Wow. So, uh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't look like a type of guy at all. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look like a guy sitting in front of his computer uh, with nefarious things. <laughs> what do you think his Google search terms looked like? Oh, my goodness. Uh, spanking. <laughs> spanking yes. a lot more. Um, so, yeah, that's the postscript on... I recommend checking this out because this guy... You, see if you agree with me. See if he's... It looks like Cactus Shack, and that's the only thing you can think of. Yeah, he looks like a pile of garbage. But Marcher Warrior <laughs> Rick Hogan, a promo about nothing. And you've heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. Brian Fury, once again, thank you for... Uh, Doing your duty. Duty. Your duty as the permanent guest host. And you are on Twitter at X, Brian X, Fury X. Yeah, that's me. The worst Twitter handle to say on a podcast. It's not that difficult, but crying out loud. If you're going to stick around, you have to change that. What, are you trying to get rid of me too? <laughs> Into a solo podcast? <laughs> well, I wouldn't even get rid of you too. I didn't get rid of Brian Malone. He abandoned me. Well, I mean, maybe your actions made him want to leave. Well, I don't know about that. With or without you, we'll be back here next Monday for episode 178 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Till then, for Brian Fury, I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing. Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz do 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 Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz Bobby Cruz